For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the fight game. Hello everyone, this is Charles Yao with Believe in the Fight Game on the Believe Podcast Network. Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team and every sport in LA and more. We believe in sports. Do you believe? Well, I appreciate you making it on the show. And uh, I, I saw on Instagram your daughter just got engaged. Yeah, she got engaged, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. When you're uh, her fiance what, during the boyfriend years, do you ever show up with like a barong sword when you first meet him? <laughs> you know, like your wrestling gear and your highlights of your knockouts playing in the background when you meet him? Or I know, man. I know. I I, uh, I thought about that, but. Um... Yeah, we, 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 uh, I didn't have the opportunity to do that. I didn't even think about that. I mean, he, uh, um, he came to the house and, you know, we, uh, he had told me, um, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm interested in, um, dating your daughter and that. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Cool, man. Um, you know, you ever fight? <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, you know, I go, you know who I am, right? No, I'm just kidding. I never did that. I never did that kind of thing. But, but uh, he's a good, he's a good kid. My my uh, daughter is studying to be a missionary. She's uh she's in Hawaii right now, um, with an organization called YWAM, and uh, they met there and they uh, you know, just uh, hit it off. And you know, he's a good kid and. You know, I just told him, I just uh, asked him, I said, <clears throat> you know, I, <clears throat> I I just want two things from you, you know, and are you willing to give these two things? He goes, yes, Mr. Munoz, yes, whatever, whatever it takes. I said, well, I just want to, I just want you to love her unconditionally. Sure. And, and I want you to provide for her, give her a great home, you know, and that's, that's it, you know, and uh, he said, I will, because oh, I will. That, that's awesome, man. Because I think uh, she's your eldest, right? Yeah, for she's small. my, she's my eldest. Yeah. For oh, sure. okay. Well, I, I think um, in in certain instances, like for for someone who's not a fighter like me, you would be over defensive. <laughs> where someone like you, because you know you there's nothing to prove, so you're a little bit more relaxed about it. You know, where if I were yeah. you, I'd I'd have like the wrestling mats. Okay, we're gonna meet at the wrestling mats. <laughs> Right over here. Good luck, because I'm a tosser. Okay, he's coming out of my heart right now, bro. Before before I even meet you, as that, because I'm insecure as hell, man. <laughs> you know, so that's awesome, man. I think I think that's an awesome chapter to add to the post MMA career and you establishing like all these like schools and doing the seminars and for the listening audience, Coach Mark is generous yeah. enough to wake up early in the morning and do this pod for for believe 
So, which is cool. So the wait is finally over. Football is back, and you might be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. For me, since I'm a big Lakerhead and NBA fan, I totally go to Bet Online to make sure I bet on my favorite team, and it's Lakers all the way, baby. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. No, no, no problem, brother. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I, you know, it's things like this that, you know, keep me, keep me uh, relevant in, in our, in what I do, you know, and so, you know, I appreciate you uh, having me on the podcast and, you know, wanting to interview me and, and all that, man. So um, I got some exciting news as well. I mean, I got, you know, a movie coming out, you know. Um, oh, dope. Yeah, it's called Lumpia with a Vengeance. Um, it's coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an action comedy and uh, Danny Trejo's in it. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm excited about that coming out. And so. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a lot of things brewing. I got this job offer and and accepted it and <clears throat> building gonna build a program and you know I'm actually in Idaho right now at a national tournament for my kids. So you know I'm just uh, yeah, like you said, I'm just I'm hustling and grinding and you know. But I, this is the stuff I love to do. You know, this is this is uh, this is my life and you know I love it and opportunities come up and you know I just uh, walk through and walk through on faith and see what God's gonna keep uh, blessing me with and so um, so I am I'm super blessed right now with uh, retirement and you know um, for these roles um you know I need to <laughs> I need to be like the rock man so I need to start lifting and getting in shape you know so right uh, coach mark is it are, is the speakers like blocked? On the cell phone, but but it's all right, right? No, 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 it's not blocked. I'm actually uh, um, cupping it so you can hear me better. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, but 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 for wrestling, is is there like you know how with YouTube jujitsu and submissions, the rapidity is rising so fast? Is that something that's going on with wrestling right now? As you see the newer, the current generation of kids. Because I think not a lot of people talk about wrestling and its progress. Yeah, you know, wrestling actually is gaining gaining some um, some steam because you know it's it's on TV now. You know, it's on TV. It's on uh, you know college wrestling, and you know it's it's um, it's gaining some steam. So so if you think about it, you know, rest and any combat sport um, out of all the combat sports wrestling is the only one that's offered in schools you know there's no there's no karate there's no boxing there's no uh jujitsu it's you know it's no muay thai it's just wrestling wrestling's offered in schools wrestling's in college you know um you can get a scholarship for wrestling you know so um so you know for for 
for students that want to get into a combat sport, wrestling is the only thing that you can really get into, you know? So, um, <clears throat> and for me, it, it really just, it, it really saved my life. You know I mean? I, I, uh, I got, I got jumped in, in eighth grade and, and found uh, wrestling. A good friend of mine said, hey, you need to learn how to wrestle. And in a time that, uh, that I was trying to find myself in the eighth grade and, and thank goodness, because I would have, I would have ran with a different crew and and probably would have went down a different road, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, I I truly believe like wrestling is gaining its steam and saving kids like me and and uh, helping helping other people um, gain confidence and that's that's what I'm about, you know. When I when I coach kids, I you know I I coach them based upon their skill set and try to add to them and not change them and. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's about um, giving them confidence. It's about their self-esteem. It's about building the uh, person from the inside out. You know, that's, that's how I coach. You know, I want, uh, I want to transform them into people that can, um, that can rise above adversity, that have resilience, that have desire to have direction to have diligence to have discipline to have dedication to have character to have integrity i want i want to test that in in whoever i coach and so it can be stronger in all the areas of their life you know so so yeah so that's uh that's what i love to do and you know it's what i'm doing right now and i'm getting paid for what i love to do so i can't complain man now, uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, I'm in my mid 40s and we belong to a different mindset than the baby boomers, which is our parents, right? Yeah. What, were your parents resistant yeah. to you? Go, oh, hijo, no, 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 no wrestling, no killing, no, <laughs> just basketball and football. Exactly. Like, was it like that? Because my, my parents were resistant to me training in Muay Thai back then, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what? No, my parents, my parents didn't really, uh, they didn't. They didn't uh, object from me wrestling, but uh, my dad, my dad basically said, if you want to wrestle, you wrestle from the first day to the last day and every day in between. Um, so you finish what you start and I go, all right. So, um, so when I had asked him, he said, yeah, you just, you just wrestle every day. And, you know, at the end of the season, you let me know, well, the first day came and I just thought, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to wrestle and, you know, I'm going to learn this stuff. And, you know, I got a funny story because a friend of mine introduced me to wrestling after I got bullied. Right. So, uh, he said, Hey man, you should learn how to wrestle. I'm like, no man, you guys were tight leotards and took each other in funny places, man. I'm cool with that. He's like, what? You think that's funny? I go, no, man, that's just what you do, man. I'm going to keep playing basketball and football. That's what I do, right? And he's like, and he's like, you think that's funny? I go, no, 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 no. That's not, I don't, I don't think it's funny. It's just, just, it's just what you do, bro. You know, and uh, he goes, I bet you I can take you down in 10 seconds. I said, yeah, right. You're barely, you're barely five foot nothing, a hundred pounds. I'm like five foot six. 150 pounds at the time right i said you ain't gonna take me down homie he goes i bet i go yeah right so we're in this classroom and it's during lunch lunch period lunchtime 
So we walk into the hallway. I said, yeah, right, man. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like bouncing up and down, trying to get in the stance. Like, come on, homie. I'm wiggling my fingers. Like I'm going to do magic to him or something. Like, yeah, what's up? What you going to do? Right? <laughs> Shoot, he shoots in two seconds flat, picks me up, slams me on my back. And I've been wearing a tight leotard ever since, right? <laughs> so I was like, man, if wrestling gives me superpowers like that, I want it. You know, I, I want it, right? And so I go home and I ask my dad, and I go, Dad, uh, I want to, I want to wrestle. He goes, Oh, you want to wrestle, huh? Okay. So you wrestle the first day and the last day and every day in between. I told you that already. And he goes, and He goes, You're not, you're, you're not gonna quit. I go. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, cool. That's easy, right? So I go to the first day of practice, and the coach is teaching double legs, the same, the same takedown that James Boutain hit on me, right? So I was like, oh, sweet. I can't wait to hit this on James. I'm, I'm going to whoop on him, right, with this move, right? So, <clears throat> so I'm teaching the double leg, and we're learning it, all right? And then the, then, the, then the coach goes, all right, guys, it's time to go live. And I'm like, what? Live? I am alive. What does that mean? Right? <laughs> and then the guy goes, oh, no, 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 no. That's when coach puts us in the double leg. And then when he says go, you try to sprawl or, you know, you try to get out or whatever. I go, I go but they didn't teach us to sprawl yet. <laughs> right? I'm like, I just learned the double leg, but I, I don't know how to sprawl yet. And so the kid, the kid gets in on the double leg and I'm like, oh, man, how do I? All right, so I'm just going to try to sprawl, right? And so, and the guy already wrestled for like a year already, right? So, so I'm, so the, so the coach says, go. And he takes me down and, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And I'm trying to get up. He cross faces me. And then, um, and then I try to get up. He, Matt returns me to the mat, like puts me on my face and cross faces me again. I'm like, Man, this this ain't fun, right? Because I ended up getting a bloody nose and my lip got cut, and I'm like, I don't, my, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, right? And so, so I go back home and I go, uh, Dad, uh, uh, and I'm like trying to be like slick about it. I'm like, uh, Dad, I I, I uh, went to the first day of practice, and I don't I don't think. Uh, I don't think this is what I want to do. And he goes, what? No. I told you. You got to finish what you started. I'm like, what? No, Dad, please, please, please. I don't want to wrestle. And he goes, yeah, you're going to wrestle. I'm like, no, no, Dad, no, no, no. I don't want to wrestle. But anyways, next day comes, and I'm at home. He goes, what are you doing? I go, uh, he goes, he grabs me by my arm, takes me to the car, opens the door, throws me into the car, drives me to school, presents me in front of the coach and says, hey, Coach Minahan, Mark Williams is here. See you later. I'm like, oh, my gosh, dang it, Dad. You know, so, <laughs> so I'm like, I end up wrestling, and uh, I end up getting my lumps. I took my lumps, man, and uh, and I'm thankful my dad did that because, because, I mean, after all, I ended up becoming a two-time state champion, a high school national champ. I get a full ride scholarship. I take second in the junior worlds. Um, you know, I'm an NCAA champion, multiple American, and 
you know, I coached college wrestling for, for over 12 years and, and now I'm known as the Filipino wrecking machine, you know? So, you know, it's just, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful for the events in my life. And even though they're, even though the start of my wrestling career was because I got bullied and jumped. Now I have an anti-bullying campaign that I do all around Orange County and uh, I coach wrestling. Right. So those roads led me to where I, who I am today and, and what I do, man. So, um, so I'm thankful. I look back and I'm so thankful about, I'm so, so thankful for the events that happened in my life. When you were growing up in, is it Vallejo, California? Yep, Vallejo, yep. So all, all, you guys were like, hell of this, hell of that. Yeah, Oakland, yeah, 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 yeah. Too short. Um, <laughs> Yo. Was the yeah. racial component still unusual to see someone who's like Pacific Islander to be wrestling at that point? Or was it the, what that wasn't even factored because it was more of like an, intricate, an integrated uh, society where you were living in? Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that at all. I mean, we we uh, is very highly diverse in Vallejo, very highly diverse. There was um, many many um, many cultures represented, many races represented, and uh, many countries represented in in just the small city of Vallejo. You know, uh, well, it's not small; it's big, but but I mean, it's uh, you know, there was there was definitely. Um, you know, Mexicans, blacks, whites, um, Asians, there's, um, Indian, Indian, um, guys on the team. And I mean, there was, it was very highly diverse, man. I mean, I just, I, I, I was, um, I was raised in, in that type of environment, you know? So, um, so it wasn't that at all. You know, it wasn't that at all. I, um, although we went to wrestling tournaments and, we were the only, you know, we were the only, like, you know, I was like the only Filipino, we were the only Filipinos wrestling, you know, everywhere else, you know, <laughs> it was like, whoa, you know, it was, it was very different to me, you know, so, um, you know, now, and now being involved in a sport for over, wow, let's say 28 years, 29 years, dang, almost, almost Ooh. 30 years, almost 30 years, man, wow. That's a ton of presidents ago. Yeah, I know, right? It's like three decades. For almost three decades, I'm, I've been involved in the sport, and um, I'm I'm very thankful, you know, that that uh, I got introduced to it, and you know, I've been, <clears throat> you know, I've been a coach for pretty much half my life, you know, so um, in the sport and and leading young men and women to to, you know, to the sport, I. I you know, leading him through the sport is, is what I love to do. So, so yeah. So, I mean, uh, looking around, I, I, I see, you know, um, uh, it being more popular with, um, being multiracial now. Um, but, uh, but growing up, it wasn't the case at all. Yeah. You know, coach Mark, I, I've overthought this next question to death. Because I feel like we come from the, the last era of the gr nose to the grindstone generation because we yep. have the internet, the benefit of not having it. Yeah. You had mentioned in a previous interview where like uh, you go to OKC and it's like, oh, what kind of Mexican are you? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but yeah. the thing is, for our time, 
maybe that was just uh, innocent. You know, it's just like, I, I just don't know what a Filipino is. I don't know. Munio yeah. sounds Latin because it is a Latin yeah. derivative due to our culture. Yeah. Did you see that as kind of like, oh, he just doesn't know? Or did yeah. you see that as like, were you offended? How was your reaction if you could recount from back then? Well, there was, so just to preface the story, you know, sure, I, uh, please. I got, I got uh, accepted into college at Oklahoma State, which I had a full ride scholarship to. And, and um, you know, when I got injured my sophomore year, I, I, I end up um, getting this tape called How Low Can You Go by John Smith. It's a technique video learning low single legs and high crotches. And so I was like, because I was a thrower. I was a Greco-Roman wrestler before I, before I even watched this. And, uh, and so then I just like, wow, you know, uh, um, I'm gonna start shooting low single legs and high crunches now, you know? So I mean, I was watching it and, you know, being injured cause I broke my ankle at a, at a church camp <clears throat> and, uh, I broke it in four places. You know, I broke my tibia, my fibula, my calcaneus ripped off the, the, my, that's my heel bone ripped off my foot and I broke my talus vertically and opened like a book. So that's for your weight bearing bone. So I was, I was done for like a year, you know? And so year, year, a little over a year. And so, uh, I just lifted and I swam. I did everything I could to, to stay in shape and I ended up getting a lot bigger, but, but as soon as I got back on the mat, man, I, I learned how to do low single it you know, low single legs and, and uh, high crotches. So, um, so I watched that video and I watched John Smith and he was a six time world champion an Olympic champion. Right. And so I idolized him. Right. <laughs> so, so when I went to Oklahoma and uh, someone picked me up at the airport, he was a part of the program. And so, you know, when someone's a part of the program, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, he's, he's family, you know, he's cool, you know, so he picked me up and and this is a place that I'm not accustomed to, right? And so I get off the plane and I'm not sure of, of a lot of things, right? This is all brand new to me because when I got on the airplane, um, oh, when I got off the airplane, there was, you know, twangy music, which I never heard before, country music, right? So I was like, oh. Cause I grew up with hip hop and, you know, R and B and, and, um, kind of Lionel Richie. My, my parents listened to Lionel Richie and like Michael Jackson, all that stuff. Right. Um, so I wasn't, I was unaccustomed to country music. Right. So I was like, Hey, it's kind of, it's kind of weird music, you know? So, so then, um, I see this guy holding, holding a sign up that had, tight Wrangler jeans, a bell buckle, a big belt buckle, and a cowboy hat. I'm like, man, I, that's a real-life cowboy. <laughs> I've never seen a cowboy before. Where's you know? the horse? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, you probably got tied outside or something like that, right? I'm like, <laughs> Dang, this, this is crazy, right? He's holding up the sign, and, and he's got this big bottle of, like, a Gatorade bottle, and he's, like, big, got a big bump on the side of his cheek, and he's, like, spitting in this bottle, and it's, like, halfway full, you know, because he's got 
took a chewing tobacco, right? And so he's spitting in there. And I'm like, I've never seen that too. So this is all brand new to me, man, you know? And so <clears throat> I'm like, wow. And so I go up to him and said, hey, sir, I'm Mark Munoz. He goes, huh, you Mark Munoz, huh? And he's, he spits in a bottle. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's crazy, right? And he, he's like, huh, Munoz. You mind me asking, son? Are you some type of Mexican? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Mexican? Man. <clears throat> I thought there was only one type of Mexican, right? <laughs> like, there's only one race of Mexican, right? And so I was like, no. I said, sir, I'm, I'm Filipino. He goes, huh. He's spinning his ball. You're Filipino. I'm like, what? So I'm mixed with a jalapeno and a Filipino? Like, what the heck You're is going on now. here? Yeah. So I was like, so I didn't know how to feel, you know, to answer your question. I didn't know how to feel. I was like confused. I was like, wait, um, really? You know? So, and so I just, I was like, sir, I, no, I'm, you know, Filipino. He goes, well, sir, he goes, well, sir, I'm fixing to take you to Stillwater and like fixing, what are we fixing? Are we like mechanics now? Like, he said, we're fixing it. I'm fixing to take you to Stillwater. Are you going to meet Coach Smith? I'm like, oh, this is crazy, man. You know, so I was just, I was in shock. Like, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know this type of culture, you know. And so, so I didn't, I wasn't offended, you know, I wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, I got picked up by the equipment manager. His name is Terry Morrison. You know, God bless his soul. He uh, he he is a good guy, great guy. You know, just never saw never saw a Filipino before. You know, so I guess uh, you know. And so it, it was my it was my chance to educate him. I guess you know. And so um, and you know, since I was there, I cooked chicken adobo and lumpia and you know some <laughs> some uh, some Filipino dishes for him. And they're like, man, this is good. You know, I'm like, yeah, man. Welcome to uh, to my culture, you know. And so, uh, so, and they love onset and you know all that stuff. You know, I should have cooked them dinaguan. I never did, but you know, and told them what it was. But you know, I didn't want to do that to them. But anyways, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, you know, I I, uh, I wasn't I wasn't uh, offended. You know, I think I think there's you know being offended is. Uh, <clears throat> you know, is, is all relative because, I mean, there's, there's offenses, right? And there's being offended, right? Somebody can offend you, but, you know, like for me, like I, I just, you know, I didn't feel like I was offended because he didn't know about it, you know? And so, so, so I was just trying to educate him and uh, cooked him our food. And then he was like, well, I love Filipinos, you know, so, you know, so it's all good, all good to me. But, but, um, you know, back in the Midwest, like it, you know, there was, there wasn't that many Filipinos out there, you know? Sure. Uh, um, I met one that was Mestiza, you know, she was Mestiza and, you know, half, half white, half Filipino. So, but, um, but there's a lot more. yeah, I know. So, my kids are mestizos, you know, mestizo, mestizo. So, you know, so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I met my wife in Oklahoma and, and, uh, you know, and so, 
you know, and you're pumping thank- out a bunch of mestizos and mestizas. Well, one mestizo. Yeah, one mestizo and all mestizas. So, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I love Oklahoma, and um, you know, my my face is on a wall out there. You know, in the in the National Hall of Fame and and in the wrestling room. And so, you know, the the legacy is etched. You know, in uh, my roots in in Oklahoma. So, so I love the state. You know, I love uh, the people out there, um, and now they know what Philip, you know, who Filipinos are. You know, so totally. Yep. Well, the one thing I, I want I want the listening audience to understand it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to give people space. You can't overreact and be offended right yeah. away. It's yep. kind of like what 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 took place with your father. If he wasn't like, yeah, headstrong and said, "No, Mark, you're gonna do this. You're gonna wrestle your ass off." You said you yeah. want to wrestle, boy, you're going to wrestle. You know, yeah. and, and I feel like, you know, for the younger generation, they just don't give room. to What do you mean by what type of Mexican? You know, yeah. you just can't be yeah. offended right away. Maybe they just don't yeah. know. Yep. You know. And a lot of people also right. like overreact. Well, you're Filipino. I love Filipino food. You shouldn't be offended by that. They're giving you props. Yeah. That's you know, right. So, but you That's also right. talked about like regionality. Uh, on wrestling, like from Oklahoma, do you find it now like, oh, that's a Pasadena full Nelson guy. That's a Los Angeles hipster ankle picker. You know, yeah. is, is there yeah. a style developing within regions with wrestling? Yeah, yeah I think I think it's, um, yeah, there's, there are definitely styles because um, based on the coach that is highly influential in that area, you, you see the type of wrestling that is around that area. So take, for example, in Oklahoma, John Smith is a two-time Olympic champion, six-time world champion, did that consecutively um, in, in those years. So he, he pretty much took that style and taught it all around Oklahoma and the Midwest. So you see a lot of low single leggers, you see a lot of, um, you know, high crunchers and, you know, th- that type of slick style. Well, Dan Gable, Dan Gable is a huge name too as well. <clears throat> he took his underhook style and his aggressive, like, uh, underhook and, and Greco type, type wrestling to Iowa. And so now he's, you know, so now in that region, you see, you know, the Dan Gable style, you know. Um, and then, I mean, there's, you just see that all around, you know, coaches, coaches, college coaches are highly influential and, and uh, you know, you see a lot of those types of styles, but I think it's a lot more of it is being more um, based upon your, your skill set now. So um Although there's there's a lot of um, influence on the type of wrestling that you're going to be introduced to, um, kids gravitate to what they're good at, you know, what their um, instincts are, and then the coach coaches based upon that, and not try to change a kid because if you try to change them, it doesn't go too far, you know, because their instincts doesn't doesn't um, doesn't align with with what they what they're taught you know so um so you got to teach them based upon their their instincts their physical ability their stature their 
um, you know, their, their learning style, their personality, you know, you gotta, you know, coaching is an art. And so you gotta be able to do that. So, so yeah, so that, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, there's, there's different styles, but, uh, but it's getting more diverse everywhere now. I don't know if this is the right metaphor or comparison, but where would you put, like, you know, there's Jordan, there's LeBron. Yeah. Where's Dan Gable? Is he one of the goats? Is he on the Mount Rushmore of American wrestling? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Dan Gable is in the, on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's he's like John Smith. He's um, he's like uh, <clears throat> um, in his time, like he he won every national championship from like nineteen in the nineteen nineties to like the you know, late 2000s, you know, I mean, he, not late 2000s, but I mean, he, no, I'm sorry, I'm, he, he coached in the 1980s. Yeah, he, man, he's got a lot of national championships since, since he took over Iowa. And um, yeah, he, he changed the sport too. He's very, very influential. Yeah, so um, I always joke about it because people are like, you know, there's, there's this move called the Iowa Ride. Right, which, which Oklahoma State is a rival to Iowa, you know, because we're two big programs that battle each other, and and um, you know Oklahoma State has more national championships than Iowa does, you know, and so people always talk about Iowa, Iowa this, Iowa that. I'm like, no, 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 hey, 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 let's get it straight. How many? Uh, team national championships as Iowa have and they have about like 24 or 25 or something like that Oklahoma State has 35 you know and so you know so so I was like historically we're the better program <laughs> you know so so when people say Iowa or like this is the Gable grip or the Iowa right I'm like ah no 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 Gable didn't create this grip you know neither did they create the Iowa right you know so it's called the ankle ride, and this grip is called the butterfly grip, you know? And so, you know, so I, I just try to correct them on, on those terms because, uh, you know, because that kind of irks me a little bit, you know? So, but anyways, um, yeah, um, Dan Gable is definitely a huge influence, influencer in the sport for sure. Now, um, there's an interesting saying or, or, or a definition that's commonly used with coaches. Uh, you've talked about co uh, coaching expectancy. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you could elaborate yeah. to the listener uh, what that is and do you have that as a coach? Yeah. So, so this as a coach or just as a person in general, I mean, there's it's, it's called the expectancy theory. You know, expectancy so theory, right? The expectancy theory. So um, what it is, the theory is, is your first impression of somebody sticks with you for a very, very long time and doesn't, and doesn't change, you know? And so that's the theory. And, and uh, you know, as a coach, um, when you look at somebody and you see their athletic ability, you see their skills, you see whether they're coachable, you're expecting you expect or the expectancy you have upon them is wow this kid is going to be really really good 
You know, you hear about, you hear that all the time because your expense, your expectancy of that athlete, you, you believe that they're going to give a lot back to you because of their athletic ability, because their coachability, because of their personality, because of their, you know, um, whatever they have, you know? And so, so that's the expectancy theory. And so coaches, coaches coach based upon the first impression of what they get from, from their athlete. Right. So, and it's hard to change that. That first impression sticks with somebody for a very long time. So, so when I see, uh, when I see a kid and, and I, you know, my expectancy of them is like, okay, um, you know, uh, this kid's athletic, this kid's, uh, very coachable. This kid, um, is rough around the edges. He's aggressive and, you know, like this kid's going to be good, you know? And so I see that, but then there's another kid that works extremely hard, not athletic, that is, um, you know, asks a lot of questions, you know, it's like, you know, am I going to coach that kid? Am I going to coach that kid? differently from the more athletic kid, you know, you know, so what tends to happen is you tend to gravitate towards a more athletic kid than you do towards the other kid. Right. So you spend more time with the other kid. Right. And so that's, that's the expectancy theory. So, so for me, like I, I coach every kid the same. And I said, listen, if any of you have a question, you need to ask it. And no matter how many questions you have, I'm going to answer all of them, you know? And so you're going to take your career in the palm of your hand and you're going to take control and take responsibility for what you want to learn in this sport. I have the keys for you to unlock success with, but you need to come get it, you know? So it's kind of like this. I have a $100 bill in my hand. Oh, let's make it even better. I got a $100,000 check in my hand. That it's, <clears throat> it's a, it's a, the, the pay to, the pay to is, is not even signed on, but I, but I complete the rest of the check, right? So I have this, you know, and I, and I can sign it to you, right? But it's, it's not yours until you come get it, right? So. If you come, if you stand up, take it from my hand and say, thank you very much, I'll sign your name on it, right? But you have to get up and take it. That's why, that's, that's the same example I give to every, every one of my um, athletes that I coach is you have to take responsibility for what you want to learn. I have the keys to unlock your success. And so you got to ask me every question under the sun, under the moon, under lights, and make sure you illuminate the things that you do wrong. You know, because when you do that, then you're improving every day. You don't want you don't want a day to to, to go away to to be wasted without you learning something or two or three or four or five moves. You know, so take every opportunity to learn um, every day so you can get better every day. You know, and so. Um, so that's what I do, and I and I have that expectancy on everybody. You know, I expect you to learn every day and work hard every day. Because if you don't, there's somebody else that's working harder than you.
Um, if if you're not getting up, if you if you're out of shape, if you're not getting up and running, <clears throat> then that's that's a day wasted for you. If you keep getting overpowered from somebody, you know, and if there's a day that you've that you've planned on your lifting schedule to not to not lift, then that's a day you're not getting better, you know, because somebody's lifting and getting better than you that day, you know, and so. So those are things that I that I point out, and you know I uh, you know I, I want my kids to have you know work ethic. I want my kids to have dedication. I want my kids to have diligence. I want my kids to to understand the the benefits of hard work. You know, so um, so yeah. So that's that's one of the that's one of the things that that I want to implement in, into my athletes. Coach Mark, do you have time for, I know you're very busy. Do you have time for a few more questions or do you got to bounce now? No, no, no. I got time. Okay, cool. Awesome. I, I think it's important for, I don't know, for, for me, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because someone who's gotten punched in the face and wrestles, there's, there's gravity, you know, yeah. behind the words, behind someone who punches people in the face and wrestles, <laughs> you know, there, there's yeah. just something to, like I love jujitsu people, but if 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 they fought in striking also, then there's weight behind it, you know. So yeah, I just wanted to sure. ask you a few more. But do you, when do you feel a difference when you wrestle someone who also fights in MMA versus a wrestling to wrestling type yeah. Um, yeah. session? Yeah. So wrestlers, man, are they're taught at a very young age to, to keep position, to be aggressive, to, um, to be technically sound. I mean, if you got great coaching, you know, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to see a wrestler. I mean, wrestlers are tenacious, you know, um, fighters <clears throat> are more, uh, strategic and, and methodical, you know, so if you look at all the wrestlers, let's take for example, uh, Colby Covington, um, you know, uh, myself, uh, Josh Koscheck. Um, let's let's look at the champions that were the past champions, uh, Chris Weidman. Uh, let's look at um, you know. Even even uh, George St. Pierre, he learned how to wrestle. And look at look at look at how look look at where he was. Um, you know, one fifty five. Oh, Frankie Edgar. Um, you know, and the list goes on. You know, there's there's a lot of wrestlers out there that were champions. You know, I think that I believe that um, that out of out of all the weight classes out there, the one one champion was not a wrestler all of them were wrestlers except for one you know with the background background of wrestling you know um so at one point so wrestling to answer your question wrestling is uh is a sport where you learn all those things at a very young age and and fighters if you're <clears throat> if you got into fighting first um uh, you tend to be more methodical and more strategic you know wrestlers are like recklessly abandoned you know like all technique and just goes after it, you know, and just goes after the takedown, you know? So, um, so to answer your question, I, I definitely feel the difference. Um, wrestlers are more aggressive. 
<clears throat> in nature than just a pure fighter. Um, and so, but wrestling is kind of, it, it brings mixed martial arts together. I think it's the, uh, it's the cement, you know, that it's the glue. It's the, that, that connects everything together. It's the nuts and bolts, right? Because um, if you take somebody down, if they're a striker, if you take them down and they don't know wrestling, you know, you can win the fight, right? If, uh, if, the, guy's a, if the guy's a wrestler and you know how to stop takedowns, then you can put the fight where you want it and you can, you know, you can win the fight because of your striking because you're, you're a better striker. So, so wrestling, you know, is, is huge in the sport, you know. So wrestling is essential. I believe it's it's the essential, um, it's the essential martial art that that needs to be learned in mixed martial arts. Now, um, as as I close, so, you know, if they say like, "Oh, I'm glad Lords of the Rings and The Matrix was produced when technology is like mm-hmm. premium." Imagine if they produced The Matrix in the '80s; it would have looked like yeah. puppets stringing. Yeah. So I asked sure. this question because it's timely, and you're you're still successful, and you're hustling. But when you look back, when your son goes, dad, you know, I really want you to train me, you know, yeah. how much of that is a pension for him to be like, dude, I just want to be with my dad. I don't, I don't, I don't care about yeah. wrestling. He does. Yeah. But how yeah. much of that pension is like that family thing? Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because yeah. I just want my dad to quit so I can be with him. <laughs> Looking back. Man, man that's the whole reason why I retired, you know, I was going to keep going, you know, I was man for, for two and a half years, almost three years, I was ranked in the top five, you know, in the world. And I was just, I was just almost there. You know, I was like, man, and I, you know, I was training with these world champs that were coming to rain training center, which I had a big gym and the world's best was coming to my gym, you know, um, and I was training them all the while fighting at the same time, you know? And so, um, so, you know, when he, when he came and there was a already, there was already a sense of guilt in me because I was pursuing this dream of becoming an, uh, a mixed martial arts or UFC world champion. I was, I was pursuing the dream, but in that dream came last time with my family. So I had, I already had extreme guilt, you know? And so when my son came up to me and said, dad, I want to wrestle because he, he played soccer and baseball. Like I introduced him to wrestling when he was in sixth grade and he didn't really like it. And he played soccer and baseball and he was really good at those sports. He, he made all-star teams. He made it, he made a national team that went to Cooperstown, New York, you know, coming from California. So he went from coast to coast to play in this, national baseball tournament which you know um in which a lot of the best uh, baseball players go and play um and he uh played in the national cup for soccer and his team went made the semifinals so yeah he, he is so good at, at those sports and he says dad i want to wrestle i want to quit soccer and baseball and i want to wrestle i was like what are you talking about <laughs> like you went to the freak show like two weeks ago and you lost like 
you didn't win a match. Like, why do you want to wrestle? You can be so good at the other sports, right? Because that I, I love it. And and to your point, man, I think it was a, I think it was a, it was something that he just wanted to be around daddy, you know, and uh, you know I was I was already getting that sense already, and then and then uh, I asked him this question, and I said, buddy, there's there's seventy. I, I said actually I said there's what, what do you want to do in this sport, right? Because when he was born, he was born in Oklahoma, and so I was coaching in Oklahoma State, and then we moved to California back back close. Uh, to my hometown, which is Vallejo. We were 20 miles, 25 miles away from Vallejo. Um, and so he saw me coaching UC Davis and build, building up that program, helped build up that program with Lenny Zaleski. Um, and he was, he was around like, you know, college wrestlers, you know, pretty much his whole childhood and his whole life, you know? So, so he saw that and he, um, and so he's like, Dad, I want to quit soccer and baseball, and I want to wrestle. And I go, why? Why do you want to wrestle? And I said, uh, what do you want to do in the sport of wrestling? He says, I want to get a full-ride scholarship to a Division One university. I said, what? Like, there's tens of thousands of kids that, kids that want this scholarship, and they want a full-ride scholarship. And there's only 70 schools that give scholarships, but not all of them give full-ride scholarships. So what makes you think out of the tens of thousands of kids that that want the scholarship that you, Trey Munoz, is going to get the scholarship, right? Without batting, batting an eye, he looks me dead in the face. He goes, well, I got you, Dad. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And that hit me hard. I mean, that, like, that was like a dagger to my heart. You know, I was like, and I started getting emotional. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I started getting tears started rolling down my face and I hugged him super tight and I said buddy all right buddy if you want to do this I, I love you buddy we're gonna do this right and so family runs deep man for me man um, I'll do anything for my family you know and so you know when he came up to me and he said that I was like man we're gonna do this right and so you know so you know five years later after that man he ended up getting his scholarship Signs with Arizona State, had Oklahoma State recruiting him, Arizona State, had he had, you know, um, Stanford recruiting him. He had, like, you know, the top 10 universities in wrestling recruiting him, you know? And so I was like, he got up there, man, you know? He achieved his, he achieved his goals, and I was there the whole way, you know? And so, so, yeah, I think uh, – I think uh, looking back, he did want to become like his daddy a little bit, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I just love that. You know, I love, I love where he's at. I love what he's trying to pursue. Um, he changed his major to, um, from mechanical engineering to, um, to education because he wants to be a wrestling coach. And now with this new job that I have, um, he might come on and, and uh, replace me, you know? So, uh, you know, so we'll keep it in the family. But, uh, but man, I, I uh, yeah, like you said, man, like family to me is, is everything. And, and I, I love, I love my family and I love everyone that's close to me. And that's going to, that's just who I am, you know? And so, 
Um, so yeah, so that answer your question. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how it went. Man, Coach Mark, I feel like we could do a Joe Rogan podcast, like one of those two and a half, three hour podcasts, because there's so much more yeah. layers. We, we yeah. didn't get into anything like cultural about Oklahoma and being Filipino American, <laughs> like yeah. even being from up north, right? You know, yeah. that's a whole subculture of folks. Yeah. You Big know, time. I mean, that that's a different type of Filipino, being from Vallejo, <laughs> Oakland yeah. versus LA, Filipinos, yeah. you know, it's different, yeah. right? Big time. Very um, if if you are for hire for seminars, um, yeah. coaching, private sessions, where can people yeah. get a hold of you? Man, you can get a hold of me through my social media. Um, you know, Instagram. Uh, you can um, message me on Messenger on Facebook. Um, shoot, you could. Uh, yeah, I mean those those things. You know, so. Um, I check I check uh, Instagram more, so you can check Instagram. But um, I also have my Facebook page. You can go on Messenger too, uh, and uh, you know you can you can check me out there. Um, you can I'll I'll give you my email over 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 uh, over here too. So you can go to um, Mark M M M M. So two M's M M at Mark Munoz MMA dot com. You can go there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, you can reach me out there, reach me, um, in those, in those outlets. Well, coach, you've been generous with your time. Um, it's a privilege and honor for me. And, uh, I hope a lot of people in general, doesn't have to be ethnically derived, but man, it's like, it's, it's the epitome of someone who's an immigrant child, right? Technically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're doing your thing. You know, and then <laughs> what what more harder route through wrestling and MMA to, yeah. to do your thing? That's you know, right. it doesn't get any harder than right. that. So it's an yeah. honor and a pleasure, man. And I, I look up to you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it, and I thank you for the thank you for the podcast. And um, yeah, if you welcome me back, I'd love to have another one with you because we didn't finish our conversation. So so let me know. Yeah. Um, Possibly a part two because I'm also on satellite radio. All right, nice. So man. maybe awesome. once this hot damn pandemic is done, yeah, yeah you could be in sure. studio because you're you're mostly in Southern Cali, right? Yeah, I'm in Southern California. Yep, I'm in Orange County. Yeah, that would be dope to have you in studio. That would be yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah, once, reach once out. Everything's all good. Health wise, I have my contact information, man. So yeah, give me. Yes, up. sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Coach. No problem, man. All right, take care. All the best. Thanks for tuning in to the show. And please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories aside from iTunes, such as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V-E.com. And Believe Podcasts on social media. Now, if you want to get at me personally, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Plug12. That's P-L-U-G-O-N-E-T-W-O. Hit me up and I'll read your questions or maybe even have you on the show. Believe in the fight game. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.